Hi, this is Colleen McGee welcoming you to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. Today we are talking about Drunk and Drugged Driving Awareness Month. I'm here with two experts from our Army Substance Abuse Program. Hello, my name is Eric Floyder. I'm a prevention coordinator assigned to the 1st Brigade here at Fort Riley. I'm Dave Capel. I'm a 2nd Brigade's prevention coordinator. So we're talking about December. Talk to me about 3D. What does that actually stand for? Well, 3D is uh, stands for Drugged and Drunk Driving Awareness Month. Um, it's a national campaign month. That's it's right. been a national campaign since 1981. Well, I started uh, back in 1980, May 13th. There was a 13-year-old girl by the name of Carrie Leitner who was struck and killed by a drunk driver. The driver of that vehicle was Clarence Bush. And this wasn't his first impaired driving offense. He had a hit and run just a week prior to the accident that took Carrie's life. Candy Leitner, as Carrie's mother, she set out and organized a nonprofit organization that many have heard of, uh, which is MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. MAD plays a big role with legislation on drunk and impaired driving. Here in Kansas, along with uh, all other 49 states, to include the District of Columbia, uh, back in July of 2004, the law was standardized at a .080 blood alcohol content level. That's the but the maximum. Um, Kansas being a no-tolerant state, that you don't necessarily have to meet or exceed that number to be arrested for an impaired driving or drunk driving charge. Uh, 31% of all traffic fatalities in the United States involve drunk drivers uh, with blood alcohol content levels at 0 .080 or greater. Um, that, that statistic comes from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And they also report that approximately 37 people in the U.S. die every day because of impaired driving. Now, if you break that down, um, that math comes out to be about one person every 39 minutes. Now, I mean, if you think about everyday folks, one person every 39 minutes over the course of a whole year. It looks like that can add up to about the population of this installation. Yeah. Well, in 2021, the total number of people that were involved in a impaired driving fatal crash was 13,384. Yeah, we're sitting just under 15,000 here on Fort Riley, so that's a huge yeah. lot of people. Yeah. You know, when you put it into context like like that, and you just all of a sudden, you just take this population and poof, gone. And then how far out does that ripple effect go? You know, how many moms, dads, grandpas, grandmas, sons, daughters, you know? And to build off of that a little bit more, there were 2,085 sober occupants. You know, as we go into this holiday season, between Thanksgiving and New Year's is the high-risk, you know, impairment zone. It, you know, we might be traveling down the road, and you, you never really know who, who else on the roadway might be impaired. You know, alcohol-impaired crashes statistically happen more on, like, state highways or county roads than they do on interstates. But you're not just talking about alcohol, right? No. I mean, impaired driving encompasses, 
you know, all substances such as marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamine, opiates, any potentially impairing drug to include prescribed and over-the-counter medication. Uh, you know, so if it makes you tired or sleepy, I mean, that's impairment. I think it comes down to risk. As we go into the the 2023 holiday season, I mean, what risk are we willing to take? You know, it's, if, if we're going to a family gathering and maybe there's going to be alcohol provided or there, what risks are we going to accept, not just for us, but for the people in our community that are out on the road? Impairment doesn't really pick. I mean, it can happen to anybody at any time, and there's all kinds of factors how fast impairment might set in. It's an interesting concept that, you know, like we'll talk about with the soldiers when we're doing classes, and we'll ask the question, like, how how many of you have asked a friend or a family member or had the conversation with a friend or family member after a period of drinking or a night of drinking, and it goes something like this, like, you've been drinking, I don't think you should drive. Dave, how's that usually go? Oh, I'm good. I'm good to go. Yeah. Or you don't trust me. And well, I thought we we're, we're friends. We're family. Like you don't think I can get you home safe. And, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the individual's intention to get them home safe. Impairment just takes over our cognitive ability to safely operate a vehicle. Or just to decide yeah. whether we should operate yeah. that I, vehicle. Yeah. Dave, how does this impaired driving get impacted during the holiday season? That's what you were going to talk about, some of the celebratory issues, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, holiday parties and festi- festivities during the Thanksgiving and Christmas time frame or New Year's time frame. Those are the ones that are usually the most deadliest and cause most time because that's when we're having parties with our friends, our families, and everything else. I'm just coming out with some simple tips and guidelines to help everyone have a safe holiday season. Um, if you are a driver, simple one, easy, plan ahead, designate a sober driver. Uh, if you have a drink, don't get behind the wheel. Reason being is most people that get DUIs that we talk to in the soldiers in here, they don't feel it. And that's where they get in trouble. Oh, I only had a couple drinks. I didn't feel like I was impaired, got pulled over. Doesn't matter. If you go by what you feel like, you're usually too late by that time already anyways. The prevalence of rideshare and everything else, there's way too many opportunities. If you take a Lyft or Uber to the party, then you know the only way you can get home from the party is someone else because you can't drive yourself. And, you know, look out for each other. Uh, you know, take the keys if someone's wanting to drive. All right. If they're like, oh, no, 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 like Eric was saying, well, you don't trust me, you don't want to, don't let them out of your sight. If they won't give you the keys, just stop. You're being the best friend you can ever be right there is if you stop them from getting behind that wheel. And uh, if you're hosting the party, you know, remind your guests to plan ahead and designate. Always offer those alcohol-free beverages. Uh, make sure guests leave with a sober driver, all right? And be ready to have friends stay the night, too. Okay? And if you're making that special cocktail, like Auntie's Eggnog or a Long Island iced tea or a margarita, understand how much alcohol is actually in one of those drinks. You know how many drinks are in a margarita usually? A standard margarita? A standard margarita, three. Yeah, three to four drinks in one. Then you go to Jumbo Margarita, you got five to seven. And so when you say, I had one drink, how many drinks did you actually have? And that's part with that whole standard drinks is how many is a standard drink for a beer? It's 12 ounces, you know, at 5%. Wine is five ounces at 8%. And when you're talking about uh, liquor, 80 proof liquor, it's 1.5 ounces. So when you say, okay, hey, I'm going to have a Long Island iced tea and it's got three to five, 
shots in it, you've had three to five drinks, the body can only handle on a good ideal situation, one drink per hour. And so when you start putting that many in there, I only had one drink or I only had my two. I only had two Long Island iced teas and I don't feel it. I feel good. I should be able to drive. That's what we don't want this year. All right. Because if we overindulge, right, we're trying to make memories with our families and friends. We don't want the alcohol to become the memory. So if a unit would like you guys to come out and give a presentation, how do they reach you? Their unit prevention leaders can, they, they know where we're located. Um, and anytime they're up here conducting business on behalf of the commander, they can stop in to see us and say, hey, you know, uh, here's the commander's info or first sergeant's info. They'd like you guys to give them a call. Or they can call us. First Brigade, my uh, office line would be 785-240-6266. Second Brigade, telephone number 785-239-1928. And then you guys, if somebody calls you and you, somebody else is assigned to them, you can hook them up, right? Yeah. Tell us the cool stuff you guys have coming up. This Friday, which is December 1st, we have uh, the 3D Mo Awareness Month. We're calling it the Sober Ruck. It's going to be the first time the 4IA SEP has, has tried to do something in this capacity. And, and given the, the time of year, we're going to team up with Operation Santa Claus. That's, the, you know, donating gift is, is uh, voluntary. But the the Rock March is open to any and all who can access Fort Riley. Check in any time between like 8 and 8.30. Uh, we'll be meeting at on the west side of the Blake Cafe. Um, which is directly across from the Dunkin' Donuts and kind of in the area of the post office on the hill. Well, the next one we got coming up, it's on December 7th. Uh, it's the CO2 car drag race. Uh, message being oxygen over impairment because the CO2 and everything else. Uh, we uh, we partnered with Spare Time. We're going to be doing it over there off Normandy. And uh, we still have some cars available. So if someone wants to come pick up a car before December 1st, they can they, it's open to all soldiers, airmen, and their families. You know, you can build it by yourself, build it with a friend, build it with a family member. Perfectly fine. And then at 1600 on the 7th of December, come on over to Spare Time, and we'll be uh, doing heads-up racing, double elimination. The closeout event is more kind of a fun-slash-educational. That's open to our soldiers, and it's the Sober Cornhole. Um, so it's a single-elimination cornhole tournament with a twist. There will be at uh, various times throughout the game when you are going to have to attempt your round uh, wearing the impairment goggles. Let's have fun. Um, recognize the, like why we're here, what we're doing with the educational piece of hey, when, when we're impaired, we are nowhere near as good as when we are when we're sober. <laughs>